It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. This is quarterback Sawyer Pay, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Locked On Auburn. Coach Harrison and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. It has been a slow few weeks, folks, but not this week. This week has been incredible, and it's fun to wrap it up with our special guest today. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined by Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer for a weekly Ferg Friday chat. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm no Sawyer Pate, but uh, but I'm but I'm I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it was cool. He came by the the studio yesterday to do some of the social posts or get some of them ready and stuff. So that was cool. That was cool. All That's right. So uh, yeah. while we were chatting, uh, the big news: Demetrius Robertson. That news finally dropped. We've been kind of hearing that it could happen for forever, mm-hmm. and uh, it finally happened. For those unaware, who Robertson is, he. Uh, at some point, he was like a five-star receiver, spent some time at Cal, then um, very talented guy at Georgia, just had a hard time staying on the field consistently, but Auburn needed a veteran presence in the wide receiver room. I've been saying it all off season. You've been saying it would be a huge help, obviously, all off season. and finally, uh, we've got an answer of who that could possibly be. It's, it's Robertson. Yeah, and not only is Demetrius Robertson a guy who um, has a lot of talent to him as somebody who was the number one receiver in the country coming out of high school all the way back in 2016. He's going to be one of the oldest players in college football this year because of the injury situation and COVID and all that. He's taken advantage of what is going to be a six-year football. Now, he hasn't played his all of his previous five years, obviously, but uh, uh, a dude who is looking for, you know, just one more showcase to see if uh, he, he can, uh, you know, get an NFL shot and, uh, he's got the talent. He just needs to stay healthy and get the opportunities. And, man, Auburn needed a guy like this for sure. And, and I like that 
Harson and the staff went after guys like that. You and I have talked about Tony Fair. Tony Fair is my favorite addition this mm-hmm. offseason just because of a lot of what you just said about Robertson. I, I love his approach because you know he realizes, okay, this is my last shot. If I want to play in the NFL, I've got to go in, work out, and show up and be really, really effective on the field and he's going to have opportunities. I mean, the the wide receiver room, while you can kind of look and say, okay, Kobe Hudson's probably going to you know get a lot of snaps. Zevion Capers is arguably the most experienced. I mean, he he was uh, he was a starter in Gus Malzahn's offense last year. Elijah Canyon has all the upside in the world, and we saw glimpses of it in the bowl game and at a day. Uh, but none of those guys are guaranteed snaps. None of those guys are guaranteed targets. Javarius Johnson's the guy that we've talked a lot about, but he can come in and and win the wide receiver one or wide receiver two or wide receiver three job uh, in fall camp. Yeah, he's got versatility too is a, is a big thing. He played mostly in the slot at Georgia, uh, started out his career playing a little bit more on the outside, but they pushed him onto the inside with different guys coming in and coming up in their, in their offense like George Biggins. Uh, at Cal, he was an outside receiver. You know, looking at where he, he could fit in for Auburn, I think – Lot and flanker both kind of make sense for him. Um, the way Javarius Johnson played in the in the spring, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if uh, you know he can kind of lock it down there, and they want to use Robertson's ability on the, the outside because if you look at Robertson's numbers at Georgia, one area he did a really good job in, a very efficient receiver in, is that intermediate range, those kind of pro throws. Uh, and in this offense, you're going to see um, your outside receivers kind of take the take those those roles. So I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Robertson kind of carve out a role on the outside, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of mixing and matching, a lot of moving around. Uh, and if he's fully healthy, he's got a ton of speed. It's what made him the number one receiver coming mm-hmm. out of high school and uh, has got a, has got a lot of upside. It's just, you know, injuries and time and all that uh, kind of hurt him at Georgia. And he's going to get one more shot at Auburn. And, and like we said, Auburn was a team that needed experience to receive. They've got talent. They've got, you know, speed, they've got height, they've got strength, they've got all that. They just didn't have experience. And Demetrius Robertson, even though he hasn't played all of all these years he's been in college, uh, very few guys have, have been through as much college football as this dude has. Do they call him D-Rob? Is that what he goes by? Do you know? I think that's one of them. I'm reading, yeah, you know, there, there's a quote from um, Smart here in Keith's article on 247, and Smart said, mm-hmm. quote, I'm excited for D-Rob. So is that what we're what we're going yeah. with? I think that's I think that's probably it. I mean, his Twitter handle I believe is drob4. So mm-hmm. like that that makes sense. Okay, yeah, it does. Uh, Cornelius Williams. I mean, we've heard nothing but awesome things about this guy. I guess this is yep. his first big recruiting win, mm-hmm. unless I'm unless I'm forgetting yep. something. Yeah, and this is one where I think is it, it's kind of like a tone setter. Um, if if Auburn has success this season with a guy like Demetrius Robertson coming in and being a difference maker in this scheme, I think that's wep- that you know that's a weapon you can use on the recruiting trail. Whether it's getting future high school guys to come in, or if they want to attack the portal again, uh, which is going to be a common thing I think we see year in and year out in college football. If they want to attack the portal again next year they can be able to point back and say, well, if Demetrius Robertson came here and, and was a weapon for us and a guy that we could help get into the NFL, that's only going to help a guy like Cornelius Williams and his status on the recruiting trail. All right, so Auburn landed another future pass catcher, and we'll talk about 
him next. We got so much to talk about. Let's uh, let's talk about mm-hmm. Micah Riley Ducker, um, the tight end from Nebraska. I loved your newsletter in the Auburn Observer this morning. <laughs> All right, I guess that we put out uh, that you put out Thursday morning. Uh, it's just like yeah. ten plays in a row of him just running over people <laughs> and pushing people down. He is. He's mean, man. He is a mean dude out on the football field. And I think when you watch him on film, you immediately say, oh, okay, this is why Brian Harson and this staff wanted him. They um, need he that. Is a, he's a very physical guy. Yes. they. Well, that's the whole identity, right? That's their whole thing. We're going to be tough. We're going to be strong at the line of scrimmage. We're going to be demanding right. physically as a team. And uh, he's got it, man. He's 6'6 uh, and plays like it. Um, now, I'm not going to sit here and say that Nebraska football – High school football is the most, uh, you know, the toughest uh, uh, competition around. Uh, but he's a dude that knows he's bigger and stronger than most people out there, and he goes and proves it. He has a real knack for um, going out and finishing blocks. Even if he's nowhere near the play, he's still just kind of putting dudes in the dirt, right. throwing them out of the club. Like, uh, there's a lot to like about that. And then as a receiver, as a catcher, he uses that physicality really well because I think his number one trait when you watch him on film is, you know, he might not have the most polished route running in the world. His hands might not be like, you're not seeing one hand grabs in his film or all that. But what I get a lot when I watch him on film is this dude fights for every single yard. He is going to stretch. He is going to hit. He is going to stiff arm. He's going to spin. He's going to sidestep. He's going to do whatever it takes to get his, the, to maximize the yards on a play. And that is the mentality you definitely need to play tight end in the SEC. So there is a line in your newsletter today and I'm, I'm going to read it if you don't mind. It says, Riley Ducker is yeah, not a specialist it. at the position, which is becoming increasingly common with high school tight ends. Mm-hmm. So why is yeah. that happening? Yeah, I think guys see tight ends at the next level, and I think the tight end position in college football has kind of become just an, an extra receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're playing more of a pro-style scheme, you're not going to use your tight end to block a ton He's going to be big slot. He is going to even split out wide. I look at what Kyle Pitts did at Florida last season. There's a lot of that. Travis Kelsey, you want to get those kind of guys uh, there. This dude, and I'm not comparing him you know, talent-wise, obviously, but he did get recruited by, by this guy's alma mater. This dude is more of the George Kittle mindset of, like, I can be a blocker and I can be a receiver. I can yeah. impact the game even if I don't have the ball in my hands. And that is something that I don't think we see very much with tight ends at the high school level anymore because high school tight ends, a lot of times these big-name guys are just, oh, I'm just a really big wide receiver and I can move around and do a lot of things. This is a dude who is a tight end. Like He wants to get his hand in the dirt and push dudes upfield as a blocker. He is good at double teams uh, with those tackles. Um, So, yeah, I I think he is just a – I mean, he is a true – tied in he is uh he is a pro style offense's dream kind of tied in and that's why i think that kittle comparison is a pretty good one in terms of role because you know he 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 wants to be able to do a lot of different things out there instead of just be a big wide receiver which is very good if you can get it but i think in this type of offense you're going to want to have somebody who can who can you know block and and come off the line really well and i think that's also why a guy like luke deal's got a ton of upside in this offense in 2021 right and something i've said all week it's like a tight end that iowa wants is a really really good endorsement you mentioned kittle but oh yeah you know and you see this if you watch enough nfl games or whatever and you know if you get the right the right tv crew that that puts on the production but like you know i've watched every snap of rob gronkowski's career being a pats fan 
And then, you know, Kittle's the same way. You don't see it as much with Kelsey, but you definitely see it with the other two. You know, these elite tight ends that everyone looks at their ridiculous catches and, you know, their their red zone prowess or, you know, third and short go-to guys. But every now and then you'll get a TV crew that'll show them, like, you know, you run, like, a tight end trap and you get these guys to, like, you know, run a, you know, run a play based on like what the tight end does in the blocking game. And Mm -hmm. uh, that is what changes. That just changes so much of your offense. And, you know, maybe this guy can turn into something like that. Yeah. I mean, you look at all those Iowa tight ends, um, you know, you've got Kittle as, as a very obvious example, Uh, you know, Noah Fant being another one that, that was like that as well. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson's another great, great one, but like, yeah, those guys are dudes that, in a pro style offense, you're going to impact your game more than just I'm a, I'm a receiver. And the, you know, I use Kelsey as an example earlier because I think the Chiefs do a good job of trying to get creative with him. Yeah. But he is mostly a receiving option for them. Uh, you want to have a guy, you know, like a, like a Kittle, like a, uh, you know, like these, these former Iowa guys that want to stick their nose in there and, and block and actually take pride in it. It's mm-hmm. not something they that, that they have to do. They seem to really enjoy it. And so, yeah, I mean, I think a ringing endorsement for Michael Riley Ducker was the fact that Iowa wanted him, that Iowa State, another team that has used tight ends really well under sure. Matt Campbell, wanted him. Illinois, we'll see, but I would imagine <laughs> Brett Bielema is going to use a lot of tight ends as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those are teams Those are teams in his backyard that really like tight ends. Auburn, not really a program that has used a tight end a ton recently, um, but they're going to try to change that narrative under this this coaching staff, and so I think that's a big win in and of itself. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You can head over to betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. In your newsletter, Jay Ferg, you talked about the, the national exposure in regards to recruiting. I mean, that's been a part of Harson's plan, I guess, and we've talked about it. It finally kind of happened with them getting a guy from Nebraska, first kid they got that's out of the Southeast. What, um, I mean, do you think just one guy's enough to show that, or do you think it's kind of a sign of, of good things to come? Where are you with that? Yeah, I think it's just the beginning. I think it's, uh, I think it's a way to go out and say, hey, um, I'm going, you know, we're, we're going to take the Auburn brand to places where the Auburn brand has never been. I mean, Michael Riley Ducker would be the only, the second Auburn player, Auburn letterman, football letterman from the state of Nebraska. And the funny thing is the, the only other guy in its history uh, was a linebacker that played in the late eighties that played at the same high school Riley Ducker played at How in, funny. Uh, at Bellevue West outside of Omaha. Um, one of the things I think was really interesting in this process is why Riley Ducker ended up picking Auburn over some of these other schools um, is that uh, including not even thinking about going to in-state Nebraska <laughs> is, um, you know, he he told reporters during the recruiting process, it's like, yeah, I mean, these are, these are t- I'm going to go somewhere that gives me a chance to compete for a championship. 
and try to play for one. And I think going into there and bringing that saying, hey, you don't have to play in the Midwest. Um, you can come to the best conference in college football. You can play against the best. And we know that Auburn, when they are good, when they're really good, can compete for a championship. And so I think that's just a pr- this proof that this stuff is going to work, I think. Um, it might not be something they build their whole identity off of, but being able to say it doesn't matter where you are, we can come in and, and, and make a good pitch. I mean, it's a, it's Nebraska. It's not like, you know, it's not like this is a kid from Idaho or this is a kid from, um, you know, the West Coast even that, you know, places where Boise and Harson and some of these other guys have recruited well. He's just Nebraska. That's the middle of the country. Um, you know, so I think that's a, it's a good sign that they're able to ch- kind of say, we're casting a wide net. We're trying to find guys that fit us and fit what we want to do. And it doesn't matter if you play in Alabama or Georgia or Florida. Well, those are going to be still their top priorities. Um, you can you can play in Nebraska, and if you give us film of, of you, you know, beating the tar out of people and blocking and, and being an effective guy after the catch, we'll find a spot for you. Yeah. All right, so I think a lot of Auburn fans woke up to good news. He tweeted it out at like 6 o'clock. Central time, but yeah, Caleb Wooden on um, Thursday morning committed to Auburn, committed to the Tigers, and uh, of course, he is the younger brother of Colby Wooden, who we all uh, are very, very impressed with, and it's going to be a big part of this Auburn defense, but Caleb Wooden, what do you say to the Auburn fans, Jay Ferg, that look at the folks that offered Wooden, who is a three-star safety, a three-star mm-hmm. defensive yeah. back, his offers are... Auburn, of course, as he committed. Appalachian State, Duke, Georgia Southern, and Georgia Tech. What What's the answer to that? Yeah, I think the answer to that is I think Auburn found somebody they think is an up-and-comer, kind of a diamond in the rough. If you're willing to take a guy who is not really highly rated this early, it's usually a sign that you like him. Uh, they did the same thing with Holden Garner, and yeah. you ended up going to Elite 11. And you're right. The top 15 quarterback in this class. Um you know, I, I'll be interested to see, I mean, how high a guy like Wooden can go. He was getting more attention from Power 5 programs. He was camping very well. He camped extremely well at Auburn, which is what got him this offer. Um, I think the big thing for him is that, you know, it, this is a good pickup in my mind because uh, very physical dude. He's big for a safety, 6'2". Mm-hmm. Um, he's a safety, <laughs> which, which I mean, Auburn needs more of because, you know, that was such a priority this offseason and getting guys in the transfer portal because they just – they need more depth there. Um, and, and the other thing is, is that I think that, you know, when you go and get somebody like Colby Wooden's younger brother, you know what Colby Wooden's made out of, right? You know um, his work ethic was able to get him on the field earlier than expected and be a star earlier than maybe expected. And his younger brother is going to have that kind of mentality. With good point. Um, I think there's a, there's, a very, there's a very good culture of hard work and what it takes he can look up to his brother and say, okay, this is what it takes to get there. You know, he may never be a star like we think Colby Wooden can end up being. Um, but, man, Auburn's done some damage with some three-star defensive backs over the years, guys who are just physically, you know, strong and might have been a little bit overlooked. And, uh, yeah, I think I think, uh, I think think this is a good pickup because, you know, a guy like uh, Zach Etheridge and a guy like Derek, Derek Mason – they obviously see something in this kid, and uh, and I, I think that I think what they see is they see a, a lot of potential and a lot of a lot of physical skills that they already know that his older brother bringing to the table up front. And he'll have a chance to compete. I mean, Auburn is losing so many DBs after this season. Oh yeah, one would assume. So that's going to be um, 
That's going to be an interesting situation. Do they go to the transfer portal, get another older guy, and then maybe after that he could have a chance to start maybe in like the 20, what, 24 season, something like that. So we'll see. We'll definitely see. But I think um, I think that was good news. I didn't really – I knew it was coming. A lot of people were talking about Caleb Wooden right. making yeah, a decision yeah. soon, but I wasn't expecting it at 6 o'clock Central Time. <laughs> You know the you know the morning <laughs> after uh, the morning after Auburn got a pretty big recruit, so I thought that was apparently, interesting. Apparently, apparently, uh, according to um, Brian Matthews at Rivals, he wrote a story. Uh, he talked to uh, talked to him, uh, you know, Caleb uh, earlier in the earlier in the day on yeah. Thursday. Yeah, I think he said he was going to his workout. Like he's gonna he was going to a workout. I was like, all right, I'm already up. Let's go ahead and get this done. And so I was like, that's. I think that kind of feeds into some of that mentality. That dude's up and up early in the morning, already working out in the summer and stuff like that. And I don't know. Like I, I tell Auburn fans this: like, you know, trust the evaluations, especially of this staff. Yeah. Um, you trust your evaluations on defense uh, from that previous staff. And I think if Auburn fans could go back and say, "All right, would you have taken Daniel Thomas or Roger McCreary or Jordan Peters or Nehemiah Pritchett, even though they weren't they were three star guys like that?" Uh, coming out of high school, every one of them would say yes across the board. You take those guys a hundred times out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've got it. Maybe they've got the next one on the way with with Wood. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I, I'm excited about him. Absolutely. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible to find everything you need for your automobile in your traditional chain storefront. So I encourage you to take out your cell phone and go to RockAuto.com. You can see their easy to use website and very very reasonably priced um, inventory at rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. And write Locked On Auburn in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Also, Built Bar, a great sponsor of the network and a great sponsor of the show. They have a limited edition flavor out, and today is the last day to order it at built.com. Grasshopper cookie. Jay Ferg, do you like Thin Mints? Are you a fan of Thin Mint cookies? I do not. See, I, I do don't not. either. I, I, can't, I can't abide it. I can't abide mint and chocolate together. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've, we've had this conversation before. Yeah, I'm not, a huge, I'm not a huge mint fan. But it's very subtle. It's a very subtle mint. I don't typically like mint, but I like this mm. a lot. My wife loves mint, and she liked, them, yeah. uh, she liked them a lot too. So maybe it's for you. Maybe not. They've got a ton of different flavors there. For you, but if you want to try that grasshopper cookie, today is the last day of the week to order that. Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for uh, 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Jay Ferg, I guess the last bit of news that happened uh, since the last time we talked this week, Auburn got the number one kicker in high school football, Alex McPherson. There you go. Uh, I mean, do you have uh, you have any big thoughts about uh, about adding the nation's top kicker? Yeah, I mean, my only thing here with 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 Alex McPherson is two things. You know, well, I guess yeah, my only thing is two things. That's a great sense. Uh, <laughs> number one, uh, his older brother, and we were just talking about how uh, you know Colby Wooden's younger brother's coming to Auburn. Uh, his older brother was an excellent kicker at Florida and is now kicking for the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. Uh, it is the closest thing you can get to keeping the heart uh, the, the the Carlson train rolling uh, at Auburn. You get another SEC, established SEC kicker dynasty rolling in. But the second thing there is, is like, I think Auburn fans may have t- may take it for granted a little bit, maybe not as much considering they've what they've seen at Alabama over the past decade. Like in my lifetime, I don't think Auburn's had a bad kicker or an, even an average one. Like you, people may debate about that, but it's like you have to go get really good kickers to come mm-hmm. play for your school. 
And for 20-plus years, Auburn has done that uh, at a pretty regular rate. New staff, you know, they're still able to pick it, pick it up. It helped that McPherson is from Alabama. Correct. Grew up an Auburn fan. Those that, That'll definitely that'll definitely help you out. But um, it's an underrated thing to be able to know that you're going to have a strong kicker more often than not in your program, and not every school has that luxury. So I think it's a good sign that Auburn's going to be able to keep that going under Harson. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I mean, you see this joke all the time on Twitter. It's like hashtag college kickers, and it's like Auburn's never had that issue. Mm-mm. So yeah, that's been no. that's been nice. Hey, I know you're a big Marvel guy, and there was a conversation um, going on in the Locked On Auburn Discord. Or you may not be a big Marvel guy. I know you're a big movie guy. I don't want to. I don't want to put words in your mouth. But mm-hmm. um, Noah put he was like going through on his show. He was going through on a show on the line about like which SEC coaches like comparing them to Marvel characters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he had he put he tied Harson to Ant Man, huh? And the reasoning was um, Harson was kind of off on his own for a long time, and now like towards the end of like the story arc, he is um, he has come into relevancy. You know, from going from Boise now to relevancy in the SEC. And then also he compared, he talked about how like in Boise, sometimes the program seems small because it's just like a group of five school. Then other times it could be really big, much like Ant-Man can change his size. And I'm trying to think if he had another, if he had another parallel there, but does one jump, uh, jump off the page to you potential, um, potential Marvel character to compare Brian Harson to? No, I mean, I I like the I like the uh, Ant Man comparison. I think it's a good one. Um, I think if it works, if what if what Auburn wants to do with Brian Harson ends up working, there might be a parallel here to the Incredible Hulk. And here's what here's what I mean by that. You, know, you look at Auburn, you might look at oh, the former Boise State head coach and Auburn uh, might be unassuming, but we know that whenever Auburn gets rolling and Hulk's out. Uh, they can beat anybody in front of them, and uh, you know that's not expected. It's not continuous. It's not like you know it, it's a switch you have to kind of turn on. Um, so that might be the other one I think uh, I think about that you know kind of in the same vein of like getting from small to big. It's like oh yeah, well here it is, and oh oh crap, oh no, <laughs> right <laughs> here, here comes the destroyer. Right. Um, the, the rest of them, the rest of them, I have a hard time like seeing a comparison to Harson. I think Harson, yeah, very very all business, uh, and yeah, I, I think that's a. Uh, yeah, uh, I think both of those are pretty good. The only right. thing with Ant Man is, is, I think Ant Man might be a little too funny for for Brian Harson. Yeah, no, it's definitely not a personality thing. It's definitely more of like a role in the story thing. Yeah, and the other the right. other point that Noah made was um, at the beginning of Endgame, Ant Man's kind of the one that comes back and like you know reunites everybody to fight Thanos, and of course he had Nick Saban as mm-hmm. Thanos, so that's kind of that was kind of. That was kind of it too. So, there you go. Uh, what, a good, hey, it's a good, it's a good comparison. Yeah, every other one like that we talked about, it was a hard one. Like it's like people are like, "Well, he's Iron Man because I like Iron Man." It's like, no, it's not about what you like. Like, there's nothing similar to Iron mm-hmm. Man and Tony, you know, and, and Harson. But what, uh, what's going on at the Auburn Observer, man? Yeah, so we had a pretty busy week. Uh, the Michael Riley Ducker breakdown, as as I said on Thursday, mailbag on Friday. By the time you're listening to this, that's out uh podcast uh brought back the premium podcast after a little bit of a, a time off uh on wednesday story on auburn's three-point shooting and basketball came out on tuesday breakdown of the numbers there we talked about the running back depth and whether you need it or not or what that looks like it, uh for the season we did that on monday 
Next week, I'm going to try to dive into some of these uh, commitments. Might might have a little room for a little Demetrius Robertson film room uh, next week. More podcasts, stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff going on uh, at, at The Observer, and you can sign up. AuburnObserver.com, $6 a month or $60 a year gets you uh, access to everything we've got going on, uh, including uh, every story, every podcast, and we email them all to you. So you can read and listen on your own time. Check it out there at The Observer. Jay Ferg, thank you so much for your time. As always, we will chat again soon. Yes, sir. That does it for uh, this week's edition of Locked on Auburn. We will be back on Monday to recap the weekend. At this rate, Auburn may have 20 recruits by Monday. Who knows? (laughs) Or commits, rather. I don't know. We'll see you then. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.